0: Welcome everybody to the Innovation Podcast, continuing our discussion about the impact of generative AI on higher education. Today, we're delighted to be joined by Brian Mulligan, the former head of e-learning innovation at the Technological University in Sligo, and now a consultant founder of Education Futures. Brian, you're a veteran of e-learning just how big do you think generative AI is going to be in this space?
1: Uh, well, first of all, David, thanks for having me today. It's a it's a pleasure to be able to put my opinions out there. Uh, but to get straight down to your question, um, I mean, I think it's going to have a huge impact in learning, probably particularly in the training development area. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm not surprised by the reactions to it because it is a huge step forward. It is a a very significant step forward. Um, But in terms of how it impacts public education, it remains to be seen. It, It always reminds me of the old joke about how many psychiatrists does it take to change public education? Just one, but it's It has to want to change. Uh, Public education is quite resistant to change so it remains to be seen uh, what impact it will have.
0: Some of the initial reaction from the education sector has been somewhere from bemused to outright terrified and and that knee-jerk reaction in some places of banning it. What would you say to educators? Where should they start with generative AI?
1: Well, I think just trying to get your hands on it and use it and even though that means going to chat GPT and having conversations with it is a start but uh, it, it is strange um, uh, some of the reactions, well maybe it's not strange maybe it's not surprising at all because it is a, a big step forward and on the one hand you t- we tend to hear the people who are most vocal on the one hand those that say that this is a game changer, this will be brilliant uh, and on the other hand, the people are telling us oh this is a terrible thing for education and the people at the edges tend to be the loudest and those of us in the middle who are sort of scratching our heads and saying no this is big but we're not sure about what its impact we may be tending to stay quieter um, uh, so but what I'd be saying to people and those people who 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 are not sure about what it can be used for about what its impact will be is to try and get your hands on it now um, uh, there there are actually lots of blogs out there saying about things that you can do now with chat gpt so it possibly is good to have a have a go at those and see what you can do
0: do you do you remember what was the first thing you typed in when you got your hands on it
1: oh i think i mean i had been i had read one or two blogs actually with suggestions for use it so i think i asked it um um Can you write one page of guidelines for uh, creating multiple choice quizzes? Very relevant to what I work at. Did a pretty good job of it, but uh, it left some key things out, you know, that I would say you would have to have in if you were advising people. So um, in terms of the professional using it, you know, you do really need to check what it's um, putting out there. That's what I did first.
0: What is the most positive thing that generative AI could bring to education?
1: There's been a lot to talk about chatbots, and it's it's it essentially is a sort of a chatbot on steroids, as it were, a much better quality chatbot. Um, I, uh, I, I, I don't believe that it people expect these maybe to turn into personal tutors. A personal tutor is quite a challenging uh, role insofar as that what you want to do is you want when a student is stuck with something, you want to help them, but you don't want to give them too much help. So it requires quite a bit of domain knowledge and intelligence about learning and how to prompt people. And... This thing would just give the correct answers, but and and this came up when we were trying to um, investigate chatbots for education as well. Whereas um, students going through the education system are uh, have lots of mundane queries that are extremely difficult to answer. So that's where I think it's it'll be of more immediate use. You could almost say, I would love to have something like ChatGPT that knew our database of regulations inside out and it could advise any student about applying for a course, that type of thing, you know. I think it's still, even though this is a big step forward, I think it still will be a while before it will be an intelligent Tutor.
0: In terms of, I mean, I I think the personal tutor element is a particularly interesting one. I I take your point, obviously, that it should be providing scaffolding rather than providing just straightforward answers. But one of the things I'd be excited about is the concept that you could see a learning management system in the future where a student goes in, there's a piece of content from a lecturer, student doesn't quite get it they can ask then ChatGPT maybe to paraphrase it and say, look, you know, tell me that in simpler terms. Tell me that using an analogy and moving away from a one size fits all where the lecturer just puts up content and the student has to consume that content. Is that something you think would be promising?
1: Definitely. Um, I I think and uh, just like that, David, I think there are lots of what would you say, ideas out there? I've been reading about uh, how, how should we use ChatGPT? what ideas? And there's lots of ideas there. You could call them small ideas. We could use it this way, we could use it that way. Paraphrasing, um, writing a, a summary of a, a document. What are the key points in the document? The things that might in- help, help a student interpret a document could be, could be very helpful.
0: And do you think? I mean, most of the conversation has been around ChatGPT in particular and the other large language models from different vendors, but around text. I know your your own background is is from an engineering world. Would you see potentially interest in the visual end, so generative AI that could create diagrams, possibly even designs, blueprints. What do you think that space holds?
1: That's an interesting question there because, um, I mean, I was thinking about it in terms of art and it's been listed as being able to generate music and generate artworks. But uh, I sort of, from that point of view, I feel that art is a very small part of the domain world and it may be influence people and give people ideas that particularly give people ideas in music i think for melodies and harmonies that they may not have thought of um, but when it comes to design in fact design is one of the areas where it's very contextual i mean we've we've heard stories now about uh, chat gpt hallucinating and really it's making stuff up because all it's really doing is taking words and phrases that it's heard on the internet and patching them together and hit which it thinks is has the highest probability of being uh, relating to the query it got Uh, but it doesn't understand the logic of it the meaning of it Um, and i think the same as in design design is very contextual you're designing for a particular purpose it requires logical thought about how objects work together knowledge about uh, physical materials their properties and that sort of thing and that's certainly not in generative ai no ai is compared. there are other areas of ai that it may be able to link in with and do that type of work in the future but for the moment i don't think generative ai will be able to do that i mean i'm one of these people who who complains that my google home is not near smart enough for the things I want to ask it you know uh, AI has disappointed me and I realize this is a big step forward but even with this big step forward we've already been able to find out faults in it or flaws in it uh, because it isn't a general intelligence it's 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 just generating phrases
0: as a a little aside, the um, jingle music that we used at the start of this podcast was generated by an AI for me. So rather than the old way of going and getting a a clip, um, I asked it to generate it. But I think the serious point for me that you picked on there is very much around the fact that it is generative, not general AI. And the fact that as a technology, it does make stuff up. And how do you think we should guard against or educate users around those dangers that you don't just accept the answer it gives you because it looks OK?
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I'm i a great believer that the best way to learn about something is, is to use it. Now, p- people may need to be guided in their use of it in the early stages. Um, uh, And, of course, I mean, the ground is changing all the time. A lot of the, would you say, the the shortcomings of it at the moment may disappear in the future. Um, uh, It may get better. But uh, in terms of as professionals learning to use it, we just need to get stuck in, use it. Uh, see what we think of it, be somewhat sceptical. Um, and I would say in terms of uh, encouraging students or preparing students for the world where, where they will be using tools like these, uh, it, it's it's much the same. Get them to use it. Uh, uh, try and think of ways. Get them to think of ways. If you have enough of them, they come up with, some of them will come up with brilliant ideas. Um, but also teach them to be sceptical, which, by the way, is part of general... Um, Information literacy, anyway, in terms of the internet, and it's the way we should be training students about the internet is everything is out there, always be skeptical.
0: And if, if you were teaching a class now, what would you say to your students about your expectations of their use of ChatGPT or other tools? Would you be assuming they would use it? And you'd be therefore saying, look, you know, refer to it and explain why and how you've used it, rather than perhaps taking the approach of trying to detect its use and considering it in the same realm as plagiarism?
1: I think I would. Um, and I have been reading some blogs and articles about how to get them to use it, um, uh I'm not, sure, uh, I, I'm not sure the solutions that people are putting forward will work. Uh, nobody's really tested this with their students yet, you know, or, or I haven't read much, but I'm sure people are in the middle of doing that now. This semester, there'll be a lot of experimentation around the world on how to do that. I mean, I would say... Yes, I, I would almost, I mean, it's because it's new as well, I would be I, encouraging students to use it. In fact, I'd probably give assignments and say, I want you to use ChatGPT. I want you to uh, see if you can figure out how it came to the conclusions it came to, you know, probe it uh, to find out how it came to the conclusions it came to and check the veracity of the uh, of the statements it's made. Uh, in fact, um, uh, I, I think I, I saw examples where it said uh, people asked it write a, a short, you know, essay on such and such, giving your references, which it did. And then one of the references was completely made up, you know, so it was hallucinating a reference for, for all that. And I don't think the, the writer checked into it or they didn't say they checked into it was the other references may have not have been made up. But may have not really contained any statement that related to the essay. Um, so h- having them uh, having them do that type of investigation of what will ChatGPT turn up for you on this, uh, I think could be very useful at this stage, if only to learn. And 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 that way you might be uh, uh, to use the unfortunate phrase killing two birds with one stone that you'd be getting them to investigate a topic. And also getting them to learn about ChatGPT and its capabilities. Um, um, that that's the sort of thing I, I certainly would be trying to experiment, and uh, and, and it, I would have no fixed idea of what would work and what, what wouldn't work.
0: Do you think is there a future as well where? universities say, will try and develop their own models rather than leave. At the moment, it feels like all of the control is in the hands of OpenAI, of Google, of Amazon. Do you see this as a technology that we will continue to use from their control? Or do you think it's something that will become more common?
1: A lot of this will depend on cost Uh, these are huge language models um uh uh, people need access to a huge amount of data a huge amount of computing power to work with that data so i imagine that we won't be doing this ourselves now having said that i would like to see and, and i did mention this earlier that i'd like to see the system going through our our regul the regulations of an organization to help people from the outside particularly universities that have quite tricky regulations about access and examinations and all that sort of thing and there's always queries coming in so it it possibly if we're able to use our own data sets to augment the 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 supplied data set that will be very helpful so people will be customizing it for their own use i think and i am i imagine that's the type of service that will emerge i'm not that that uh, we sometimes we tend to panic about these things particularly from about the idea that there would be a monopoly but there does seem to be healthy like uh, healthy competition microsoft has really taken a big step forward here with chat gpt but um You know, Google and others are working away on this too. And uh, uh, I don't think we'll necessarily be beholden to any one provider. So I think we will use the the public data set.
0: And that touches very nicely on my next question in terms of, you know, access to data sets. What about the privacy questions and the fact that when you type something into one of these services you're putting your thoughts potentially your proprietary information into their model do you think people realize the potential privacy impacts
1: um i well i i don't think people are thinking too much about it like i mean we know in the past that uh, people have talked about privacy and things like that but when it comes to getting free services on the internet or low cost service on the internet, people say, I have nothing to hide. I don't mind, you know, um, uh, often there are ways for people that are concerned about that to to make it more private. And there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, there are technical issues involved in there. There are ways of making things more private. Uh, I, I'm i I, I certainly would be one of these people who said, let's try it first and see. Let's not panic. Um, over time, we might begin to see either through independent technical people who can investigate how this works and how it keeps the data and report back to us and say there is this potential, or in terms of its use, people saying... I feel that my privacy has been violated in certain ways. Everything we do in innovation, in pushing forward, contains a certain amount of risk. We can't get risk to zero. So I would say, let's move forward and watch it as we move forward. Not overly worry about the privacy issue, but you know, keep an eye on it. And uh, if we think there are some significant risks uh, emerging then act on it then, act on them then
0: and if if we look forward a little bit into the future who knows how far but if these technologies evolve do you have any ethical qualms about actually moving to a world of personalized ai tutors and is that a potential future for education
1: perhaps it's the engineer in me but uh, I sort of believe that the role of technology is to make our lives better or easier uh, um, so that we can use less resources, that we can use resources more efficiently. But more importantly, we have the the emerging world, low-income countries, a huge amount of people around the world who can't get access to education. If technology, including AI, can uh, improve uh, the efficiency of the education process and make it available to a lot more people. That will improve the world. So efficiency in how we do things always eventually improves our living conditions. Uh, And so I'm all for it. If it means that we have less teachers in the world in the future, well and good. There's lots of professions that we've less of now that we had more of in the past. And there's lots of new professions emerging.
0: And finally, if if we wrap up with the thought, so you know, you've you've moved from being in a higher education to being a consultant. If you were to sum up to one of your consultancy clients, what is the single thing they should be most active in? grasping around generative AI?
1: You know, I would probably say second mover advantage. Uh, there's no rush. We'll just keep an eye on it for, or I'll keep an eye on it for them. You know, there is so much you can do to improve your existing training and education operations with the technology we already have um, that, there's no need to rush into speculative ones. There's lots of people working on it. Uh, Just read, keep an eye on it. Uh, And once it starts proving itself to be efficiently useful, move quickly then. I wouldn't now, if if people have time and they want to experiment themselves, it's nice to do a little bit of experimentation, but reading about other people's experiments is, is nearly more valuable, I would say. Uh, so I would probably say second mover advantage.
0: Thanks for your thoughts, Brian. Interesting as always.
1: Thank you, David.